0: In this episode, we're going to talk about a day in the life of a Starfleet officer and how you can use the mundane parts of that life to create and explore more exciting stories. This is STA Engage. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. RPG, Jeff Harvey. In the last episode, we talked about what life would be like in the Star Trek setting. Uh, that was part one of the two-part series. This is clearly then part two. Uh, so to get more reference on what we're talking about today, you're going to want to go back and check that out. Be sure to listen to that artic- that, uh, that episode. It's very short. I mean, it's not. It's it's the right length. Um, so, so get into that one and read it. Uh, uh, listen to that one. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk uh, about how everything we learned in the previous episode can apply to your character and your narrative in an STA game. Uh, so without any further ado, the, uh, I don't have, I forgot an I one for this one. I, I messed up my own storyline. So
1: intense, uh, intense, Michael Dismuke. I'm so intense. Last time we talked about world building. Now we're going to talk about the character you drop in that world. Intense. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Excited. It's not an I word. Um, <laughs> the goal of this show is to help fans of Star Trek and of role playing to better engage with the Star Trek franchise and the Star Trek role playing game, Star Trek Adventures, as well as the community at large. Um, this show is brought to you by the letter B, the number one seven six four. Which anyone who can figure what out that is, uh, let us know. Uh, send us an email or comment, uh, and the support of people like you. So like, subscribe, share, and support us on Patreon. Uh, everything you can do to help the show helps the show um, you can find out more about our the, the fine folks that sponsor the show and put things together our team over at studio tembo the fine fine folks over at continue Mission, sta.com and our primary sponsor for season one adventure inc just follow the links um, so again last episode we talked about world building and um, mm-hmm. what it would be like to live in gene roddenberry's creation and so we want to talk about how that works here so how does all of that that we've learned help me play a better character. Um, I and would even say-
1: build a character. I want to say, build the character. When you're building your history, you're not going to say I no. grew up in inner Detroit with gangs running. Around. That's not going to happen in that <laughs> universe. Right. right. So, so knowing the world will help you build a better character.
0: Right. And one of the fun things is you can still have that story, but it can't, it won't be the same location. You can add a lot more flair to yeah. it. Um, which, you know, it's part of the, part of all of this is to never stop exploring, right? It's one of the things we learn in Star Trek is you never want to stop exploring. Um, with all your needs met, you're free to explore everything, be curious about anything and go anywhere, do anything, I guess. Um, or I suppose you could, you know, maybe you joined Starfleet because you had nothing better to do or because it was what your family expected of you. I think those are all interesting reasons why, you know, of, of ways to explore and why you do things.
1: Yeah, one of the most famous statements we hear from Star Trek is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Everyone applies that except Captain Kirk in, <laughs> in Star Trek 3. So, so yeah. um, you know, in this universe, altruism is actually obtainable and you, you, you live to better the lives of everyone else around you, whether it's through the arts or the sciences, um, through helping people. Of course, joining Starfleet is about that. Um, or... You know, you have the option to do whatever you want to do and forget everyone else. I, I always think about there are people who leave the Federation because they don't necessarily want to live by the ideals. So you'll find them in the outskirts of the Orion system or something, doing whatever they want to do. You know, joining up with the rogue
0: Ferengis or the the pirate
1: Klingons or whomever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, which you know, another thing that is is big about Star Trek in making characters is the idea that you can embrace diversity, right? It's a universe of infinite diversity in infinite combinations. Something we've said before, and I will certainly say again: um, you have, you can have encountered thousands of different beings before you even enter Starfleet. Like you could have that immersion in so many cultures. Um, humans still do human things, though. So maybe you've never seen an alien from a low-grav world because, and you don't really know how to deal with their unique needs. Maybe you straight up hate Vulcans. Uh, the smug superior elitists you, you know um, but it gives you an opportunity to still play some of the the darker sides of humanity and um some of the more defined prejudices that we have now we can still have an opportunity to role play those or we can just ignore them all because we've gone we've moved beyond that
1: you, you don't like my umak So, you know, also another thing is, I I always notice that Star Trek, you're always challenging the status quo. So the the imperative word of the day every day is why? Why is this this way? Why is that that way? Is it fair? Is it equitable? So really going into the game and building your character with that inquisitive mind. Gets you actually through solving a lot of problems in Star Trek Adventures, too. Like, why is that happening? And not just asking once, but I always say ask seven whys to get down to the root of the problem. That's a famous saying, right? Um, or you could just be do or die. It seems like the, the, the Federation officers of, of Picard's time and maybe even the 29th century when the Federation has, has fallen apart, you know, it seems like a pretty do or die world in some of these landscapes.
0: You can also lead boldly, but you you need to listen. It's important to Kirk is very bold. He he goes out and does the things he you know he, he needs to get done. He he does. He definitely fights Gorn, <laughs> but he also listens to to what Spock has to say. And, um, Cisco is a great example of of boldly leading but listening to his staff. Um, with infinite diversity, you also have infinite points of view. Um, a person is only as smart as the people they surround themselves with. So. Uh, it's important to listen and then lead. Or you could be one of those people that lead from the front. Uh, that's never turned out badly for any generals from Michigan. If you don't <laughs> know who I'm talking about, you should Google it. Um, it's a big famous. Anyway, um, you can also uh, be one of those people that simply can't handle any pressure at all. Like Maybe you're uh, more suited to rank and file kind of life.
1: Like a Lieutenant Barkley type, kind of Lieutenant Barkley going yeah. on there.
0: Picard in the alternate world where he gets, doesn't get stabbed in the chest anymore,
1: you know? Just, yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think one of the, uh, another trope that we constantly see in Star Trek is the balance of logic and emotion. Um, You know, it, you don't have to be a Vulcan to be purely a creature of logic. like at seven of nine, right? So, so, you know, stress is still there in the world. And so there's going to be problems to solve and, and you can reason it out you could be a Klingon and act out of passion, you know, in, in the game, which is really cool. And, you know, there's always going to be education, experience, training, knowledge. Those are all available to everyone, but still there's creatures of instinct. And if you think about some of your favorite characters in the Star Trek, it's probably the stories where they reacted out of instinct to something and kind of like broke the norm. We know Kirk was all passion all the time, pretty much. Um, But you know, your character has to fall in, in a balance somewhere there.
0: Right. Um you can also learn from other entities that are your betters. Uh, Curzon Dax is one of those uh, or just Dax in general is one of those examples. Um knowledge comes from experience and and no matter how much you may read about a subject or watch YouTube videos, you'll never be as good at a thing as you will be if you just do a thing. Um, even failing once is still uh, closer to success than not trying. so um, the more than that though, if you want to be the best at something, you need to be around the people that are better than you. If you want to be a better fighter, you need to fight better fighters. Um, one of the things I learned from years of martial arts, uh, no matter how good you are at anything, though, there's you can always be better. And there's always someone out there who's willing to prove that you could be better.
1: Yep, exactly. So for game masters, create those characters, to challenge those NPCs to challenge your players and don't let them be the show off all the time. Um, Again, we talked about this in one of our previous shows about making mistakes, like with the dice don't roll in your favor, that's okay. And so life lessons are key to building your player character. What mistakes did they make? Did they learn from them? Did they learn from the mistakes of others? Do they talk to people and do they share their stories to teach maybe the younger generation? Um, And most of all, again, it's all about the player becoming the best them they could be mastering themselves, right?
0: Right. And I think uh, a couple of other things that you want to really look at when you're creating a character in this setting, right? You want to, you don't want, you don't want to just see what's been done and redo it, right? You don't want to take and make another Barkley. You don't want to make another Picard, but you may want to uh, emulate aspects of those characters. I play a doctor in a game uh, on Monday nights and I've got a lot of, um, the doctors, all the doctors from from Star Trek kind of rolled into one. I, the, the doctor whose name I don't remember from the very first pilot who's trying to get uh, uh, give some booze to the captain to try to calm his nerves. Um, a lot of bones. Uh, the new doctor from uh, Lower Decks who was one of my favorite characters from that show. You can take a lot of these aspects and you can roll them into one character and you can really uh, explore not only what is already there but what you would interpret um, yourself being if you were more like this, right? So it's, yeah, uh, I want to
1: add as a cap to both the two shows that we did is one of the things my players do is they actually build an itinerary for themselves of what they do every day on the ship, different Mm -hmm. days of the week. So they always have that to refer to. So if something happens at a particular time, they kind of know where they're at and who they're with during that time. But then the other thing they do is they do their own mission logs and they're not, posted in the game, but I do go back and look at them. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play off that past event here. So, mm-hmm. so again, when you're rounding out your character, we talked about universe building, building the world. We now talk about making your character super rich, do things, picture what they're doing every day and what their life was like to get them to the point in the game. And you're going to have a much richer experience role-playing.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think it's uh it's an important aspect of, your character creation to really think about what the world that you're living in means to that character and and the privileges that you've had getting to where you are in your life um, i think it's a it's a it's a good exercise for sure um, which will bring us to my final thought on the day um, i think the main takeaway here should be uh, in a post scarcity setting uh, where equality is the standard we were able to explore ideas and concepts from a different perspective a uh, more open mind And really a more satirical eye, if we want to, we have a rare opportunity, not only in gaming, but in life to evaluate the world that the world that we're in from behind a utopian ideal. We can see the imperfections in that perfect world, or we can stare out of that world into our own and see just how our imperfections that we have now can be addressed, how the vision of the perfect tomorrow can shape our today. Uh, we can harness all of the struggles that we see around us today and face them head on and tackle the harsh realities of our present and the, behind the safety and security of the 24th century where we've already outgrown all these divisions. Gaming is about telling stories, but stories shape our lives, not just our characters' lives, but the, in a million small ways, every story we hear, every story we tell, every story shapes us in and who we are just a little bit. The beauty of what Jaden Ronberry has created lies in the power and potential of stories that his utopia allows us to share with one another.
1: So You got me again. I'm choked up.
0: uh, On that note, uh, we're going to call it a wrap. Uh, Next time on STA Engage, we're going to talk about something that is a passion of Michaels. Uh, We're going to talk about mission briefs and we're going to discuss what they are, how to use them, how to craft them and uh, all of that. I'm looking forward to this one because I don't write mission briefs in my games, but it is a very similar style to how I do run my games. So I'm looking forward to to hearing more about this one. You've got a a big game ahead of you. So next time, uh, stay tuned next time for Balance of Terror or how I learned to stop worrying and love the Romulans. Until then, uh, if you like what you hear and you want to help the show out, share this episode with just one other person uh, who might enjoy what we're doing. Um, I am your host, as always, Dr. RPG Jeff Harvey, and on behalf of myself, my co-host, Michael Dismuke, and everyone that works behind the scenes, live long and prosper. <laughs>